Welcome, everyone, to Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. And I've got a brother from another mother, a guy I've known for years. We work together in a networking group, Joe Velasquez. He's an insurance agent for the DCI Insurance Agency, and he's got some changes happening there. I'm excited to hear about it as well. Joel, welcome to the Thank show. You. Thank you. <laughs> this is exciting. We talk a lot. We converse a lot. We do a lot of things, but this will be fun. Um, yeah. Why would why did you become? I know you've been in insurance for how long? Uh, Twenty four years. Twenty four. I knew it was a long time. It's <laughs> longer than I've been around. Just kidding. I'm sixty one, so not as long as I've been around. But why insurance insurance agent twenty four years ago? Well, because um, I felt that the public sometimes is misled by a professional that just wants to sell you something and not educate you. And when I started in this business, I told myself, education is the number one key. You'd be surprised how many people you can go up to in the in public and just say, hey, by any, by any chance, do you know what kind of auto insurance policy you have? And they have no clue. And that's because they were just sold something just to get it because you need it in, the, in, in California in order to drive, uh, but they don't understand it. And one of the things that I like to do is educate and also review policies. You know that, Steve. Uh, I love reviewing other companies' policies just to make sure that you're not underinsured or overinsured. And that is the key right there, just to give you heads up of what you have. And you'd be surprised how many people don't know. What, what do you think the percentage of people that don't know what their policies are? I would say nine out of 10. Wow. Yeah, it, it's amazing. People, some some people don't even know what what insurance carrier they have. You ask wow. them, say, so who do you have? State Farm, Allstate, Farmers. You know, and they go, oh, I don't know. And then I would ask them, um, you know, what kind of policy do you have? Do you have this? Do you have that? And they have no clue. They sometimes they don't even know what I'm saying, and that's sad because you got to understand that an insurance policy in any form whether it's auto, home, life insurance, disability, long it doesn't matter. It's a contract between two parties, the insured, which is the client, and the insurer, which is the company. That is a contract, a legal binding contract. When you purchase a policy, people don't think of it that way, but it is a contract between you giving your premium to them and them uh, protecting you for whatever loss you have. And a lot of people don't even know. And that's what happens when it comes to claim time. Yeah. Um, I have this little saying on my computer. I have it right on top. It says no surprises at claim time, which tells me as an agent that I have to fulfill my obligation to protect you as best as possible so that when you do have a claim, you don't go, what? I didn't know I had, didn't have that. And that's how you lose clients because they thought they had insurance to cover certain things and then they find out that they didn't have it and that's the sad part then it comes out of my pocket as far as if i'm the client right i gotta pay for yep. that well educating you said the word education and that's serving we're doing business with service heart right audience i want you to hear this why i love this guy i've been around him he gives out more than he takes mm -hmm. he does get rewarded but let's talk about a great way we can help the audience and we mentioned before the show is with College Fund. Yes. What can you do to help people? Um, the majority of individuals out there with children under the age of 17 go through the life of the child. They turn 18, they have good grades, and they turn to their parents and they go, Mom, Dad, 
I want to go to university. Mom and dad go, whoa, that went quick from the time they were born to 18. And then what happens, and you see it in this nation, people get into debt trying to get uh, college uh, loans, right? Uh, tuition loans, and then they're in debt for the rest of their lives. Let's change that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's change it to if I start my child at three weeks old, once they, they arrive in this world, guess what they get in three weeks? Their social security number. That's all I need to show them how you can start saving for a college fund when the child is three weeks old. But so many parents, they don't do that. And people say, well, I'm going to start saving for the college fund and they put it in the wrong vehicle. That's the problem. You put it into a bank or a credit union or some money market or CD, which is not going to make you any interest. Plus, when you go to take the money out, guess what happens? Uncle Sam says you owe me taxes. So what I do is I educate parents on how to start a college fund. My, my title is how to use life insurance to fund college education. It's very simple. It's been around for years, but people just, every time I talk to someone, they go, I didn't know that. The first thing I say to the parents is, and I write on a sheet of paper, I the word tax-free, and I show them, and I said, what does that mean to you? Well, I don't have to pay taxes. I said, would that be of interest if you don't have to pay taxes? And they go, of course. Right? Because I mean, what's guaranteed in life? Death and taxes. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when I point to tax free, they freak out. They go, what, what kind of vehicle is this? What kind of product gives you that? Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It's life insurance. Every single life insurance policy out there is tax free. The proceeds, when a person passes away, the money is tax free. The cash value being built inside the, one of those permanent policies is cash, is tax free. So what I do is I educate them. And I say, listen, when your child is young, number one, between zero and 17 years of age, guess what happens when they buy life insurance, when you buy life insurance for them? There is no medical exam. They don't have to give blood. They don't have to pee in a cup. There is no medical exam because these are under the age of 17. Yeah, there are some medical questions, like especially birth defects. But I mean, two or three questions, if the answer is no, the child gets life insurance. It's amazing. And what I try to tell parents is buy as much life insurance right now for that child. I just finished doing a client whose fourth, four month old daughter, they just purchased half a million dollars of life insurance. And it's going to cost them something like $73 a month. Half a wow. million, right? But wow. people say, well, that's too much money. No, because what you're doing is you're buying it right now for their future, because when they turn 30, 40, 50, they're going to have half a million dollars. Because see, ladies and gentlemen, when you get older, guess what happens? Our body starts to decay. We start to get, become diabetic. We start to have high blood pressure. We start to have high cholesterol, right? Even depression. So when insurance companies look at a person, an individual, and they have all these health issues, guess what happens? You got to go through a whole bunch of stuff. Like they have to look at your medical records that you have to, they, they have to do a medical exam. So why don't we get the life insurance now while they don't have to do that? And in the future, guess what? They don't have to do it at all. 
Right. Because they, you already purchased life insurance for them. So here's here's the number one thing. Number one, the money accumulation in a in a in a tax-free account is there. The government can't tax you. Number two, if the child does in the future pass away, the money that is the benefit is also tax-free. So those are the two benefits. So let's take a look at a child. When a child when you get insurance for a child, you're guaranteeing them. I like to call it, and, and this is something that I've always used, it's called a gift of life. It really should be the gift of life insurance, right? Because if I'm getting a policy right now for that child, in the future, no one can take away that policy as long as you pay that premium. It doesn't matter if that child gets cancer or you know, leukemia, whatever it is, the insurance company can't cancel you because when you purchased it, the child was healthy. Number two, the money that's accumulation inside is also tax-free and it pays more than a bank. Right now, the average policy, universal life policy out there pays anywhere between three and four and a half percent. I'm wow. not saying that that's a lot, but when you go to a bank and you're getting 0.093%, that's way better. And guess what? The accumulation of cash value in that account, you don't pay taxes. Now, if you put your money in a bank at the end of the year, what does the bank do? They send you a 1099. It says, oh, you made a hundred bucks. Guess what? You're going to have to claim that on your income taxes. Well, one question that, yeah, and one question that comes to my head, Joel, as you're talking, parents can't touch this money. Yes, they can. So it's all about the child, which is important because we know there's people that get struggling. Oh my God, we got this money here. Right. We need to use so this you, to pay our so mortgage. The mentality, the mentality has to change. If you have an account for your child, leave it alone. Don't touch it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Target is having a sale on big screen TVs. I take money out. See, when you start doing that, then you're not accumulating wealth. So here's the number one thing that I always say to clients. We call it, we have a thing called time horizon, which means that the younger you start accumulating wealth as a child, the more you're going to have as an adult. If I'm 50 years old and I'm trying to get uh, retirement money at 65, you ain't going to have it because you only have 15-year time horizon, whereas a child might have 20, 30, 40, 50 years before they even touch it. Yeah. And that money just keeps growing and growing and growing. The other nice thing about the benefit of, of and, and the product that I'm talking about is universal life. Okay. Not term, not whole life, because universal life is very flexible where you can add extra money. If, if they're taking out a hundred bucks out of my pocket every month to pay for the premium for my child, guess what I can do when grandma and grandpa come over and they give your, your son or daughter a hundred bucks, 200 yeah. bucks, whatever it is. You know, grand, grandparents are always giving money to, to their grandkids, right? right? So what I used to do with my children, I say, okay, grand, grandpa gave you a hundred bucks. So, and my son's name is Evan. Evan, we're going to take 50 and go to Toys R Us. This is back when Toys R Us was around. Yeah. And you can buy whatever you want for that 50 bucks. But the other 50 bucks, that ain't going nowhere. That's going into your account. So I can deposit that money into my universal, my child's universal life policy because the more I can put in there, the more my the accumulation of cash is growing. Okay, so that's that's the whole thing behind it is with a whole life policy, you can't do that. And with a term policy, of course, term is only sold for people 18 or older, okay? So what I present to people is universal life. That is the only product that the insurance company has 
that you can accumulate wealth and throw more money in there. More money. It can be $25, it can be $5, it can be $10, doesn't matter. And this is what one of my clients told me the other day. She said, when my when my child had their birthday party about last uh, November, I told everybody, don't give us presents, give us, give us money. And people Smart. were like, okay. And they gave them money. They took some of that money, bought presents for the children, but the rest went into their account. I even have clients that once their their child is born, and and they know this from me that once they get their social security number, they're calling me and saying they've got to set up the account. Because the younger you can start, the better that child has. Now, again, if you treat it as cat as as college fund. You're going to leave it alone because you don't know what college is going to cost 20 years from now. Yeah. Right now, I mean, think about it. You go to a, you go to Stanford is what, 60 grand a year? Yeah. Almost a half a million. <laughs> yeah. Now, can they, is there a cap on how much the parents could put into that? So let's say um, the they IRS, win the lottery and they want to put, a, you know, 15,000 in. Exactly. No, the IRS does have a, what they call a, a MEC. It's called oh. a modified endowment contract. Yeah. And it tells you in the policy, it says, okay, if you add more than this amount and, and, and within seven years, you decide to cancel the surrender, the policy and take the money out, we will tax you 10%. That's the IRS. But if you're treating it as future money, you can pump as much money as you want. What the That's IRS awesome. doesn't want you to do is, is hide money from them. That's what they're saying to you. Right. Okay. So you put the, that, you yeah. So you put the 15K in. Yeah. Around. They're 10 years old at 35 or 30, decide to go to college, whatever's in the account. You start and, paying and for I, college. And I use my children as an example. Okay. My daughter, Brianne, went to, she, she graduated from San Jose State. When I gave her the money, the tuition money for San Jose State, because we live in San Jose, um, she said, this is how much it's going to cost. I called up the insurance company because we had started her account when she was a baby. And I said, hi, uh, I'm the owner of the policy, right? Because I'm still paying the premium. I want this amount of money. And what they do is they treat that money as a loan, 5% loan, very low. So that the, uh, that the IRS doesn't tax you on it. So it's, it's kind of like you're borrowing your own money. Yeah. And I took that money out and I said, here you go. And she was all happy. She goes, oh my God, you know, yeah. my dad gave me tuition money, right? But right. what she didn't know is it was coming from her own account. Okay. Yeah. And was it coming from your account, your savings right. account? Right. Yeah. And and then we, we take a look at my son who's 31 now. My daughter's 33. He's 31. He never went to college. So that money that we got him, that, that we set up, is still growing. And the last I saw his statement... He's at about $120,000 in his cash value that he hasn't touched. He knows it's there, but he knows that if I let it accumulate, I let it ride. By the time I'm in my 50s, 55, 60, I can retire and not have to worry about. And, and that doesn't include what he's getting at, at his work. Right. This is just right. extra money. So you can use it for college or if the child doesn't go to college, as long as it starts accumulating. Now, later, as time went by, after my daughter graduated, she needed a car. Guess what happens? Now she's the owner because I gave her the the Right. It was going to cost her 26 grand. She called up the insurance company. They said, how much do you need? I need $26,000. 
They sent her a check. She paid cash for the car. Now, the difference is, even though it's a loan, I can pay it at my leisure. I can pay it a few hundred dollars a month. If one month I don't want to pay it. Oh, nice. So it's not like a bank loan where you've got to pay it every month, yeah, right? You've got time frame. Exactly. So, so that's awesome. And that's that's great information. And, and listeners, I hope you listen to this again and reach out to Joel, his contact information will be there. He'd love to jump on a call with you and answer any questions you any have. Questions. And you could tell Joel's a smart guy. I don't say enough to him, but he is. With that being said, do you have any books that you could recommend that yes. really help your life? Number one book, if you parents want to learn how to save money, even for your own retirement, there is a book on Amazon. This book has been around for years. In 1985, a friend of mine told me about this book. I read it. And I started doing what the book said, and I was able to retire at 59 and a half. Okay. Nice. I'm 63 now. I just got started getting my social security number. So that our social security payments. So that's the reason that I'm so impressed with this book. It's called The Richest Man in Babylon. Okay. Just Google The Richest Man in Babylon. It's called, it costs like seven, eight bucks on Amazon. The Richest Man in Babylon. If you read that book, it's not very big. It's not a, a thick book, but it has a lot of principles of this individual in the Babylon days who used to put away 10% of his income. Every time he got a paycheck, he put 10% 10 away. And see, that's the problem with a lot of Americans today. We pay all our bills. And at the end of the month, we go, I only got $10. How about if we did it the opposite and we paid ourselves 10% first? And then we paid all our bills. And guess what, folks? When you do that, you still have money to pay all your bills. And I love think, that story. Yeah, no, it's we great. Think, we think we got to pay all our bills. We got to pay our rent. We got to pay our mortgage. We got to pay our car payments. And then at the end of the month, you have nothing to save. And that's the reason we get into debt with these credit cards. I, I read that book in 1980 when I, my family owned gyms. And a guy came in and I checked in. And he see me all. He goes, I got advice for you. Do this, read the riches, and I started. Yeah, that was twenty by thirty. I have fifty k in the bank. Exactly. The you know how happy Yeah, passive. So invest yes. seven eight dollars on Amazon. Get the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, and I'll tell you, you're going to be grateful you did. Now, what I did with my kids is when and during the summertime, they were still in elementary school. I made them read that book, and to this day, my children are debt free because they learned from that book. Amen. That's so awesome. Teach that to your kids. That's that's the number one book that I recommend to everyone. The Richest Man in Babylon. Google it or put it on Amazon. Search it and bam, it's a it's a paperback, seven eight bucks, whatever whatever it costs. It's not very much, but you, you're gonna you're gonna wind up thanking me later. Well, that's great parenting. And and Joel, I know we could talk hours. Yeah, because we usually do and we do, but we're running to the end of our time here. Um, again, audience listeners. His information is going to be in the show notes. Reach out to him. Yes. He's got more tidbits than this. I've talked to him. He's helped me. He just helped me with some things that I'm going to tell him about after our show. He is a wealth of knowledge, but you know what he does with his knowledge? He serves you. Yes. He has no problem helping people. Exactly. So with that being said, thank you for being on the show, Joel. Thank you. You're incredible. You. I want you to leave the audience with, with one or two business tips or tips to help them make their life better. The number one tip is, you know, today in today's world, Google, you know, you can get a lot of information, but 
my suggestion to everyone is ask questions to that agent because people just assume that the agent is going to do what's right. Ask those questions. And if, and if you feel for some reason, and I do this, ask Steve, I do this for free. I actually review your own policy and tell you where the gaps are. You don't have to do business with me, but I enjoy helping people understand insurance because it's not very complicated, but we make it seem complicated because sometimes we don't ask those questions. Don't leave an insurance agent's office. Remember, I know Geico has this, this you know, thing about 15 minutes or less. When I'm talking to someone, it's going to be a couple hours talking to them about everything that they need to know and to explain it to them because you'd be surprised. Like I said, nine out, nine out of 10 adults have no clue of what they have. And that's sad because when tragedy or a claim or whatever happens, then you wind up paying out of your pocket, which it shouldn't be. I, we shouldn't do that to people. And as an insurance agent, I find it unethical to just try to sell someone just to sell. Let's do the right thing. Let's help people. So that's what I do. Thank you, sir.